Welcome back to The Little Dum Dum Club once again, episode three. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo. I'm here once again with Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Yep. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us, uh, everyone who's checked out the show so far. Some of you may be joining us for the first time this week. Uh, that might be because a friend recommended the show. It may be because you stumbled upon it. Or it could be because Carl Chandler uh, sent out an email about the show and accidentally sent it to his entire mailing list. And it ended up being a little ad in Beat Magazine last week with two pictures of our <laughs> dumb little heads there going, oh, we were on the internet. Come and listen to what we said in a tiny little studio a couple of weeks ago. Everyone, yep. everyone, uh, whoever's picking this up off the floor of a fucking tram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was good. Um Carl, what do you got for us up the bat? You've got some stuff, I take it? Um, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of qu- qu- little quick things. Um, I just thought this was funny the other day. I've got a girlfriend. I live with my girlfriend. and uh, Not to brag? Yeah, well, I uh, am heterosexual and I have evidence. <laughs> uh, so she is. Uh, she gets really stressed when something, you know, when she's, got, when she's busy, when things are happening, she gets really stressed and really sort of a bit out of control. And I, I think she gets a bit out of body. And uh, I just thought it was quite funny the other morning. She got up and she was she was clearly running late for work. And then I uh, even I knew it. And I said, "Hey, how are you really running late for work?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but it's okay. It's not too late." I s- and she said, "It's only like eight uh, twenty-five, so it's running late." I said, "No, it's it's like eight thirty-five. And she was like, "No, no, no, it's eight twenty-five." I said, "Look, this on my mobile, it's eight thirty-five." She said, well, what time is it on the clock on the wall? And I said, 8.35. She said, well, what time is it on the alarm clock? And I said, 8.35. And then she just looked at me with this panicked, angry look and went, I'll tell you this much, things have got to change around here. <laughs> what, what things? What, what things? The time. Yeah, your, your watch. That's yeah. all the things that's got to change. And that's got nothing to do with me. Don't yeah. point your finger at me. The time has to change around here. And guess what? That's already happened. Yeah. That happened while you were talking. I think I hope she was facing Greenwich Mean Time rather than facing me. But um, <laughs> I don't know why I copped that one. But uh, anyway. Uh, I guess in the studio today, we're very uh, lucky to have him in. He's a good pal of ours. He is a, one of the best stand-ups in the country. You might be currently watching his work on the third series of the ABC's The Librarians. Mm. It's Justin Hamilton. Yes. Uh, thank you. You know, I, I know some people that have been watching it that haven't realised that I play uh, Michael Arnott, commonly referred to as Biscuit, yeah. uh, who is the angry bass player in The Librarians. Uh, in the flashback scenes, I get to, uh, for those who haven't seen it, I get to wear a mullet, uh, skin-tight jeans, a skin-tight T-shirt, and walk around Cuban heels, and I pretty much throw my guitar at Wayne Hope in anger because he won't get his hair cut. In so, this. spoiler alert for those who are hanging out for the DVD. Well, it's not good. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I watched The Librarians and I, I was really let down with the twist that Hamo is an angry arsehole. There's no twist. But I, I know some people that have been uh, watching it who have been saying to me, oh, yeah, how funny is The Librarians? And you go, all oh, right, yeah. And they say, yeah, how funny is the uh, Midnight Oils cover band story? And I go, yeah. And then after a while you say, you, you know I'm in it. And they go, no. And so uh, it turns out flashback scenes with a mullet, 
uh, makes me look very different, makes me look like I play for the Fremantle Dockers. And <laughs> without turns, glasses too, you look completely different. Without glasses, yes. I look like uh, the kind of guy that you wouldn't let in your taxi at 4am, <laughs> uh, stinking of euros and other sorts of things. Uh, and also it turns out uh, in the present day shots, if I part my hair on the side and with the 10 pounds that camera adds, uh, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that you say around uh, July, hey mate, do you mind doing my taxes? So that seems yeah. to be the, uh, the but two But you still looks. wouldn't let him in the cab at 4am. At 5am. Either that or you just really submerge yourself in your role. And <laughs> well, there's that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> normally, uh, for those people who don't know me, uh, I'm a 48-year-old Inuit woman. So <laughs> it's amazing what I'm doing. Do a bit of Google Images and that's what will come up. Um, <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't that be great if that happened? So it is good to have you in here. Um, mm. It is good to have a, a, a paid professional actor in here. Because yeah, um, right. I do, we were going to yes. record this yesterday, and we had to bump it to today. Well, didn't uh, Carl? Didn't you have an audition yesterday? Well, I don't mean to brag, but I was a little bit busy yesterday, being humiliated. So, <laughs> right. so what was the? Uh, can you can you tell us what the audition was for? I I can. It was for a low grade of pie. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't for four and twenty. It wasn't for any of your highfalutin fancy pies. It right. was uh, more of your C grade pie. I won't say the. Brand you, so name. you're going to do the professional thing and not name them. Yeah. But you are going to completely bag them out. So, so yeah. wants to join I the dots. So if, like, but like, I'm originally from Adelaide. So you've got Villies and Balfours, which are very good. But yeah. I, I'm sure they don't. They're not here. Uh, there's four and twenty. What to else? be honest, if it's not four and twenty, I don't know what it is. is there, isn't there something like a Mrs. McGillicuddy chicken and mushroom <laughs> one or something? Like that. I'm pretty certain I've eaten that. At Four in the it wasn't Eskimo. Uh, what? Eskimo. Eskimo, oh, Eskimo pie. pie. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that would be amazing if you were in an Eskimo that would, pie. I would have tried harder. That's yeah. a Facebook group right there. Yeah. Get that's... Carl Chandler to be in Eskimo <laughs> pie. Eskimo <laughs> pie. Let's uh, let's uh, get something. Uh, the movement. It's, it's Carl's face yeah. on the wrapper. Yeah. Eskimo pies are equal parts tasty and equal parts hurt the teeth. That, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I like a bit of Boz Castle. Is that how you pronounce it? Boz Castle? Sure. A lot of uh, fancy bakeries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. They do a good chicken. Yeah, yeah. I like the chicken ones. So if they are up for sponsoring the show, we are keen. Yeah, it's a pie up. Yeah. Uh, But so Now that we've cleared what what all the good pies are, back to shit pie (laughs) block over here. So now uh, this is uh, an audition for a radio advert, a TV advert. TV, TV ad. So, um... But I find it incredibly uncomfortable to be anyone else. Like, it's yeah. because, I mean, I've said it to, I think, you guys before. What I call acting is I call it pretending, professional pretending. Yes. You're having your little pretend session. <laughs> your little make-believe session. Get your little horsies yeah. out. Yeah. All right, you stand there and now be a duck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a good little duck, aren't you? That yeah. is another thing. I would love to see you as a duck in, oh. in an ad for something. Oh. Selling Eskimo pie. It's yeah. a, an Eskimo duck. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Eskimo duck pie. <laughs> uh, so one of my favourite cover bands. Now the uh, <laughs> so for people who have never been to an audition, can you give us uh, a bit of a, a setup to what the what it was like before you went in, and if you had any kind of brief? Yeah, well, point out this is a callback stage, isn't it? Yeah, I did. Oh. I did surprise myself. I've been to a few auditions and I've been horrible. I've been really bad at it, and I haven't even learned the you know the lines properly enough to to know what I'm doing. So this one, I learned the lines really properly because there wasn't that many, and uh, <laughs> and I went in there and it. It, it, to be honest, the role needed someone to be a bit of an arsehole to a kid. Right. So, well, so I, I could have just phoned this in. <laughs> right. So this, so I could have done this underwater. They didn't even know you're a comedian. They just saw you in the street and yeah. thought your vibe was Hitting spot on. Bring that inside. Put a ceiling over that, and we've got magic. Yeah. So hang on. So you, you went for the first audition. That went well. That I remember my lines. 
Right. So, so I regard all, that as going well. So well, and you got called back. Yeah. So, so I got a call second back. round. How many people uh, in the air, uh, in the studio waiting to go in? Oh, uh, I think there was a couple. And yeah, is I it mean, like that, that classic sort of sitcom thing where they all just look like you? No, they all got the exact same. They were all wearing stripy t-shirts and no. Or no. was it the opposite? Was there like a you know uh, a five foot three black man a. Uh, a Tubby Spanish. No, no, no. It was one of those. <laughs> no, it was all pretty. Uh, you know that that's funny because everyone did sort of. Uh, everyone had a lot of, a bit of stubble. We all got asked to have stubble and look a bit scruffy, so we all looked a bit like that. I was wondering what was going on there. Yeah, yeah, so that's just... yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the, the listeners have already figured that one out yeah. themselves. Um, yeah. So I went to this uh, went to this audition, and it was an American an American uh, director. So he mm. went properly American director over wow. it. Wow. Can you give us an example? Uh, well, I had to do an audition with this little girl. And so he was directing her and, like, really treating her like a proper actor. And yeah. she was, like, two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And he was, like, going, right, now I want you to believe, like, you're, uh, you know, you're saying this to her. You're, you're like this. You, you, you know, you're angry. Just pretend, you know... You're like, uh, uh, like John Malkovich or, you know, something like this. Like to a two-year-old. <laughs> and I, I don't think he thought it through. And yes. she was just like, she would do the line and go, I've got the pie, old man. And, <laughs> and then you go, no, but really believe it. And she, she'd be going, I've got the pie, old man. And it was like, oh, it's just very frustrating. Right. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, uh, but yeah, it's really frustrating. I think it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, cause I feel awkward. Doing whatever, you know, pretending to be whatever, let alone, yeah. um, you know, when he, when they get you to, uh, they got me to do, the last audition I did, they got me to dance just out of the blue. <laughs> right. Which, you kept that from me for a long time. Yeah, right. Was that for Hairspray? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was for this ad and they go, you know, dance just like Dimitri Martin dances. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how to tell you this lady, but I've never seen him dance. But then she's like, no, 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 yeah, just dance, just start dancing. And I'm like... This is horrible. Like, I, I feel uncomfortable enough acting, pretending to be someone yeah. else, let alone, that's like taking all your clothes off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dancing. Because yeah. it's like two women, I'm dancing, they've got a handy cam. Yeah. Like, for all I know, they was, they'd bought the domain name carlisadickhead.com, <laughs> yeah. and they were just getting oh. footage for the start well, for man, the launch. Next, that's my next question. What is this? What was this audition for? Uh, it was for a uh, telephone company. Yeah, oh, you know what they were doing. Okay. They were going to take footage of you and go home and have a fucking session looking at Carl Shackley's <laughs> I reckon that's it, yeah. yeah a bit of we're finger all, bang. Yeah, oh. So anyway, anyway, so this thing yesterday, right, the American director, and uh, he goes, uh, then it got to me, and he sort of said to me, like I did the lines, and then he went, right, hmm, right, great. What I want you to be, I want you to be like Belushi. <laughs> and I'm like, I barely know who John Belushi is. Like, I'm aware yeah. of who... Did you he... say Gesundheit at the end of that? Yeah. That's yeah. how little you knew of Belushi. Yeah. Well, I you do sure know... I didn't mean Jim? Well, that was it. I thought, well, by the end, the performance I did was Jim Belushi, like, right. not Jim Belushi. <laughs> it was more according to Jim than uh, Animal House. Yeah, okay. But he went, he went, right, right, you know, just like John Belushi would do it. And I, I was like, okay. And I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. So I just went... What American voice or what? And I, I realized it would have looked so stupid because say I did the line, "Hey, give me that pie, kid," and he's like, "No, John Belushi," and I'm like, "Give me that pie, kid." <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I thought John Belushi would put the emphasis on, yeah. maybe yeah. if he was still alive. Yeah, because um, he's a big guy and he liked pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so that was the line, "Give me that pie." Oh, it was something like that. I can't remember. There was These a few pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. That was your line. Give me that pie, kid. I had I had three kid. lines, but by the end of it, like he gave me like two, three goes, and I knew. Like, I thought, when I came in there, I thought, oh, I'm doing an okay job. I know the lines. And then he gave me a bit of this harsh advice. And I was like, oh, I've just, 
like a, uh, like a deck of cards, like a house of cards I've fallen. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So by the third one, he goes, uh, right, do the line again like this. And I go, okay. And I did it. And like, say the last line was, give me that pie, kid. I've gone, give me that pie, kid. And then there was silence. And I sort of looked up to sort of see what the reaction was. He's sitting in the corner of the room reading a newspaper, doesn't even look up. <laughs> and I look at him and he just doesn't look up and he just goes, thank you, Carl. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not thank you, Carl, because we don't need to look at anyone else because you got the gig. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you should have said to him, can you deliver that to, for me the way John Belushi would deliver that? Yeah. <laughs> like can a you reject sensitive me the way guy? John Belushi would do, yeah. reject me? Like someone doing their job properly that isn't a yank fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I've, I, I did an audition. It was one of my first auditions I'd done. It was about uh, maybe three or four years ago, and it was just uh, – uh, I won't say where they are from, but they were like, oh, we want you to come in and read for this pilot. And I was, like, really excited, and I got the script, and I was like, oh, this would be really cool to get. And then I read the character description of the part and it was like a short, chubby guy with a, f- a huge nose and a receding hairline. And I was like, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that was, that's verbatim what the character right. description was. Wow. Are you so, sure that wasn't your profile? On uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you get that confused? Yeah. I had Mr. Baldy as my profile picture for a little while. Uh, yeah, you, you yeah. got to work on your self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, just the, the, what you were saying, Carl, about your ad, um, it, just you saying the ad about having to pick on a little kid did remind me of something that um, my friend texted me the other day. And this also ties into something we were talking about in the first episode, in how much you delight in other people's failure and or misery. And let me say, Others, this has and, been... And this, or yourself. This has been quoted back at me many times. Really? People that don't know you have said back to me heaps. Hey, that Tommy Daslow is right on the mark. He's... <laughs> you know when he said that you were an arsehole? <laughs> so anyway, um, this is a text that I got from um, uh, Pat Raz, not friend of the show, but friend of me. Um, and th- this, this friend will, of half of the show. This, I, I really think there's a huge chance that when I die, I, I will still remember this as the best text message I ever received because this is pretty spectacular. This is a Friday, most awesome thing. There was a white Lamborghini on his. Some school kid got down on his knees and did the whole "we're not worthy" like praising it thing. The Lamborghini put its window down and pegged a Macca's Coke at him, hit him square in the face, and then burned off. Oh, wow. Isn't that just you know what? brutal? That uh, karma ran over that person's dogma. That is uh, yeah. fantastic. But isn't, I mean, that's a weird thing for like the person who bought the car, because presumably you buy a Lamborghini because you want people to see you in the street and yeah. be kind of awestruck and like, oh, yeah, how but, amazing it is. And then someone gives you that and yeah, you just... But, but it was the wrong, wrong person. Yeah. Well, I didn't buy this Lamborghini to have a fucking like you down your knees. Yeah. Yeah, cop of coke in the face. Shut up, kid. Shut up, kid. <laughs> That's what I've always thought about limousines because, you know, limousines are the big sign of success and whatever. And if you're in a limousine, you're on the way to an awards night or you, you're celebrating something, you know, you're a big shot. A limousine means you're a big shot, yeah? Yeah. And then there's tinted windows on you, it. You're a big shot or you're like 30, yeah. 18 year olds with 20 bucks. Each. But there's tinted windows on it, but that's so dumb because the only thing anyone does is like. You say, like, just a bunch of kids going on, on their way to a deb or something. Yeah. They just wind those tinted windows down and hang out and go, yeah. yeah. Well, why have the windows that you can't see through? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, you're saying there should be special ones for well, fuckhead kids. There should be no windows yeah. in a limousine. Just so people can... <laughs> you mean, like, it should be Fred Flintstone's car? Yeah. <laughs> so people can get a look at you in a limousine. Yeah, yeah. There should be no roof on a limousine. Yeah, you're right. Oh, so you're saying... It should you, be like a popmobile. Being... should right. be transparent, <laughs> transparent doors. So you're saying that by being in one, you're wanting to show... Off yeah, and not being able to see that you're in there defeats the whole thing. Exactly. Purpose. Okay, I get you. It's like going out with uh, uh, Jessica Alba and then putting a bag over it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, don't look at her, mate. I don't need you looking at her. Yeah. But I want you to know she's yeah. very special. Yeah. On the, on that whole throwing back his coat thing, we were talking about this last Friday night, and so one, of, one of my mates goes, have you ever done a fire in the hole? Have you guys ever heard of what that is? No. This is this is awful. I, don't, I do not condone this behaviour. Is this like dogs in the bath? Uh, I don't know what that is. That's when uh, I'm going to get graphic here. So, Please do. Uh, that's uh, it's. I, I did not make up this term. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, that's when you stick your balls in someone's <laughs> asshole and they keep <laughs> popping out like a dog in the bath, and you draw. Hey, hey, stay in there, little fella. That's uh, that's called dogs in the bath. You know what? You, you Adam Sandler voice on when you say that. <laughs> well, it seems like the right voice for it. I don't think you need a <laughs> name. I don't think you need a name for that move. You just need <laughs> balls in the ass. I think that's fine. Well, you just you know you, you want to make it a little bit more classy for the person who's copping it. Right. Like dogs in the bathtub, so <laughs> are my, my balls. balls in your ass. <laughs> I would quite happily watch that on school holidays for yeah. two weeks. <laughs> Guess what happened in the latest episode? <laughs> Guess what happened? He stuck his balls in someone's arsehole. Oh, oh my, really? great. He was putting his balls in her arsehole six months ago in the last school oh, holidays. That's... Nothing ever changes on that show. Oh, it's always balls in someone's arsehole. God, it's so slow. That chick this... Zoe had balls and she's Stuck him in that guy's asshole. <laughs> oh, that was a twist I never saw coming. This has made Fire in the Hole seem really disappointing right. by Sorry comparison. About that. I should have said mine before I let you go. Yes. But Fire in the Hole is, is uh, I don't know if it's, I guess it's meaner. Um, it basically, you go through Macca's drive through you get like a thick shake, and then you yell Fire in the Hole, and you just pivot back through the window the person who Oh, really? To. Yeah. Oh, Apparently, that's a thing what? that people do. Go fuck yourself if you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening yeah. and you're one of those people, like sticking your balls in someone's arsehole, <laughs> I would have to guess that the person that you do it with is probably up for it. But you know what? People working at McDonald's are fucking just trying to have their first job, or they're, you know, 28 and don't have any other skills, and don't fucking take it out on them. What if you, like, what if you, it was Ronald McDonald, pick yeah. him with one. Yeah. What yeah. about what about that well known fire in the arsehole where you get a McDonald's <laughs> thick shake and you throw it up someone's arsehole? Oh, now that <laughs> is funny. The fire in the bath. <laughs> fire in the macau. I like. I do like the idea though that you would do that. You'd, you'd be like a bunch of lads out on a Saturday night and you'd do that and then you'd get around the corner and go, "Oh fuck, we're actually kind of hungry." Like we're yeah. eating some food <laughs> yeah. and then having to like sort of shuffle back in and go, "Look, I know we got off on the wrong foot, but I promise <laughs> it's not going to happen again." Yeah, or you know, you you know what would happen is they'd be standing, and go, oh, oh yeah, how good are we? Oh yeah, oh what do you want to do now? Oh, oh let's let's not have sex with women for the next seven years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that sounds good. Oh, yeah, that's what that'd be yeah. like. You I know, know if like, I tried to do it, I'd fuck up and I'd have the window closed. That's I could never oh, be that yeah. kind of Fire my own asshole. You know, uh, <laughs> the only thing that I ever did with McDonald's was uh, with four of my mates when I was pretty young. We went through the drive-through naked, but we pretended we were in a car, so we had seatbelts on and go chugga chugga chugga. You were naked, really. All four of us were naked. We pulled out and then got our stuff and put them in the back seat and drove off. And that was the height of hilarity. At, uh, How old were you? Uh, Twenty-seven. No, I was. I was about sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Oh well, that was a giveaway. You're clearly 17. not old enough to drive a car. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I was, what I was, were your options? My, my friends were eighteen, so they could. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're not believable driving an invisible car at sixteen. Um, get done for that. All I ever did was we used to do this very stupid tame thing in comparison to that, where we would go through and then order like one forty cent, fifty cent cone, grab it, say thank, just say thank you. And then just slam it into the windscreen and then wave goodbye <laughs> <laughs> into your own windscreen. Yeah, yeah. And how old were you? Ah, uh, twenty-two or so. Well, you, know, you, the, you sound like, from what you've told me in the past, you sound like you were the king of pranks when you were growing up. Uh, I don't know about pranks, more. 
You've told me about some prank phone calls that are pretty amazing. Really? Yeah. Uh, just stupid. Yeah. Just not um, no point to them. Just anyone in particular? Because my, my mate and oh. I used to ring AM radio in Adelaide. Yeah, we, so we, did we. And we always used to. Pre- I don't know what you used to do. We always used to pretend we were taxi drivers. <laughs> and, we, and we always tried to drop the C bomb because you know there's a seven second delay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so you'd you'd always drop it right at the end, and then they'd go, "Ah, oh, well, they've let themselves down. exactly. Have, yeah, they yeah, get really yeah. angry. But we managed it once. Yeah. Well, we would ring. Get finished off as like blah blah blah. Okay, okay, thanks for that. Thanks, mate. Thanks, cunt. And then, <laughs> then we heard it come up and we went, eh, and then we went, oh, well, we've achieved what we set out to achieve. There's no point ever doing this again. We, we used to ring up footy shows on AM radio at like 12 at night or something yeah. because you knew it was easy to get through. Yeah. So I would, we would do something, but just try and be as stupid as you can. So I would get up there and go, right, Rocky, I've got two questions. Right, Sam Kekovich, I've got two questions for you. Uh, one. How do you reckon Shea Cockadoo Collins is going to go? <laughs> yeah, right. So, firstly, that's the first question. <laughs> Second question is, why is... <laughs> <laughs> and then they would let it go on and then go, oh, hang on, he's being silly. This, <laughs> this isn't going to end up sensible. <laughs> uh, that is funny. That's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it, was, uh, it was a harmless way of uh, spending, you know, it's not like you were roaming the streets and no. you know, attacking pensioners. You were just, you know... Upsetting people who are trying to do a little show on radio. Yeah. Well, yeah. this this might this might go into what you quite like to hear about. Yes. Tommy Dasso, yes. About this I, is an old favourite of mine. Yeah. I used to work at a newspaper. My yep. first ever job, I worked in a country newspaper. Yeah. And uh, one of my things, it was pretty tedious because, believe it or not, there wasn't a lot of internet involved. So this is like, oh, how long ago is it? Like twelve years ago or something. Yep. So that's sort of it's this nearly is like back before history. Yeah. Exactly. It was like. Uh, you had to put coins in coin-operated typewriters and shit like that. Oh, well. Shit. Um, so. <laughs> big umbrellas we, for big flights. Yeah. We used to get uh, 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 really limited internet, really limited. So basically what I had to do was they would fax the TV guide to us, to the newspaper, and right. I would type it out. And it would take a day and a half of my week, I think, a day, a day and a half of my week, just to do the TV guide for a whole right. week. Jeez. Uh, so that's pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, so what how, I would... How long did you do this for? Uh, 18 months. Oh, right. Wow. But you do other stuff, like, yeah. during the week or whatever. Um, but, so, to keep myself sane, to keep myself interested, what I would do is I would make up movies and put them at late night and whatever. Every week there'd be a couple of movies that I'd just flat out made up. So, for example, it would be, like, Sunday night, midnight on the ABC, late night movie... Justin Hamilton Rides Again, yeah. starring Justin Hamilton and Sunshine Johnson or whoever dickhead. <laughs> I would think of who the town dickhead was, and I'd put one of my mates in the same movie as some hobo. Oh, that's great. So that's what I would do every week. Yeah. And, uh, and it entertained myself, and I thought, gee, I wonder if I'll ever, you know, no one ever said anything because, you know, no one read the guide and whatever. And they were late night movies and whatever. But I went around to my mates once, and his mum was like, yeah, you know what I really like watching? Late night movies, the English late night movies. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And she's like, yeah, and I never know what movie's going to be on because the movie is always wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's happened there. And he go- and she goes, oh, well, I reckon I know what's happened. You know why I reckon I know what's happened? Because last week, apparently my son was in the movie. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it got to like the end of my tenure at this place <laughs> and uh, we went out for drinks on my last night and I said to everyone by the way I got pretty pissed and I said to uh, the people I said by the way this is what I've been doing for the last 18 months two years I've been making up movies every week to keep myself interested <laughs> and they just went what what and I'm like yep 
what do you think about that? And they're like, okay, well, you can't do much about it now. So they took no, back the swatch watch that they drew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish. Time. That would have been cool. So it got to Monday and I was in my new job. And uh, I got a call from them. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what's happening? And they're like, yeah, no, we were just ringing you just seeing if you were going to watch what was on TV tonight. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I don't know what's on TV tonight because I would do it m- weeks in advance. Yeah. And they go, well, apparently at 8.30 tonight on Channel 9, there's a movie called So Long Suckers starring <laughs> Carl Chandler. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to tape that one. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. You are the original prankster. Yeah. And I also used to make up all the kids' letters because no kids were sending me any letters. <laughs> yeah. So I used to make up all the kids' letters and make them sound like they were on drugs, like all these insane letters. And then the the kids editor would come around and go, "What's wrong with the kids in these town? In this town, all these insane letters." Yeah. And then all the blockbuster vouchers would just pile up because no one ever came in to collect their prize for the story of the week because I wrote them all. Right, <laughs> right. And so you know, you were uh, kids riding with flippers, you know, that kind of thing. Was it uh, was it physical ailments? Was it mental ailments? Or was it a bit of both that you gave them? Uh, oh, I don't know. I just put all my friends in the stories again. Oh, right. Just, yeah. <laughs> wow, these kids, they, 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 they must be watching the late night movies and then writing in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, half the paper was written by me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I believe that this, this talk of pranks and, and mucking about, I believe this leads into something that you were, you were wanting to, to chat about, Justin. Yes. Uh, did, you, did you want me to talk about the, the gym? Is that, uh, I'm not sure what segue. No, you, you told me to segue into it by saying stuff that you did when you were younger <laughs> that you regret. Uh, oh. oh, right. No, no, no. That's not. Uh, no, you, you, you fucked up the segue. But that's, uh, it was a good effort. No. Uh, I'm not editing, no, no, no. I'm not not editing this out, by the way. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It you shouldn't. It's, uh, it's, it's, Can't. It's true. There you are. <laughs> now, it's true and honest. No, uh, what I was talking about was... Not looking back at stuff that you regret, but looking back at stuff and thinking, geez, where, where, like, why did I do that? Like, where did I get the balls to do that? Right. You know, okay. uh, because when you get older, you, you learn, you learn fear. Yeah. You know, you get experience and experience teaches you not to do things. Uh, so, uh, I, I caught up with a guy called uh, Craig Spencer, who used to be uh, the, the lead guitarist, one of the main singers, and the, the, the brains behind uh, a South Australian band called the Clowns of Decadence, which were a punk rock band, used to dress up as clowns, they used to do these big production shows. Were they sort of like an earlier version of the Insane Clown Posse? I... Uh, no. Okay. The, well, apart from the clown bit, I guess. Okay, yeah. But, <laughs> That's um, all I wanted. That's but all was, I wanted. It was, it was a little bit more, uh, you know, quite theatrical shows. Okay. And, uh, you know, they they used to put on lots of acts around their shows as well. And they were really quite uh, successful for, a, for a, a, a long period of time in Adelaide. And they used to travel around there on Triple J, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was uh, I started off in a comedy duo called The Bunter Boys. Uh, used to perform with a mate of mine called Damien. And we used to do sketches. Uh, songs and things like that and about four or five months into our career we were performing at this place called Bolts Cafe and we used to perform there on a regular basis and when you when we started off like I'll, I'll, I'll be honest we used to do song parodies because that's where you start off give us one yeah you know uh, so the second song parody that we ever came up with um, uh, let me see if I can remember it so this is going back when I say this is the second song parody this is Going back to April 1994. So, uh-huh. cast your minds back. Cast your minds back. So, uh, 
My doctor last week said that he had bad news. I'd been sleeping around, now it's time I paid my dues. I now had something I could share with a select few. I've taken so much, now it's time to give back to you. Yeah, open up your thighs, then you realise you cannot survive. Everlasting thrush, don't you understand? We're not just in the band, we're guarded by the glands. Everlasting thrush, this thrush will last forever. This thrush will last forever. I love Alanis Morissette. So, so you know, you know what the tragedy. Just as a little side note, the tragedy of that was uh, we, we performed for five years, and uh, you know, within about uh, six months, we'd started writing our own songs, etc. And we wrote some uh, some really funny songs. And when we did our final shows, uh, I had I had a, a few people like enough to make me feel a bit sad in my soul come up after us going, oh, it's really sad that you guys break up. And, dude, I'll tell you what, though, you never bettered that Everlasting Thrush song. You go, are you serious? Are you serious? We've written some funny, clever songs, and that's the one. Oh, my, that just, just made me laugh. And, yeah, that, that's all people want, really. That's all people want. So, anyway, so we started off and uh, back in April 94, so we'd been performing for, I think, about three or four months. And uh, one of the, this Craig Spencer from the Clowns of Decadence uh, approached me, and he said, you know, he loved our act. He thought we were amazing, and he said, uh, "I can." Uh, he was he, he was a very smart guy. He wanted to. Uh, he taught us a lot about management. And that, but he, he said, "Do you want to do you want to go on the road with us?" And we were both twenty one. We went, "Fuck yeah, let's go out on the road." And so for about three years, we open for a punk rock band. <laughs> now there is something very bizarre about uh, you know one of the main guys that come either the clowns of decadence will become announced soon but first here's the bunter boys hey jingle jangle yeah. open up your thighs <laughs> but, and we used to for the most part go pretty well but there were there were gigs where i would remember uh you know like we were talking earlier performed in ballarat and it was like uh, the mavises yep. then the bunter boys and us uh in adelaide at one of the cd launches it was powderfinger the Bunta Boys. Then, <laughs> really? Yeah, this really? is true. Then the Clowns of De- Decadence, right? So, yeah. Oh, you were both opening for Clowns of Decadence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been great if they'd gotten you to open for them on their on their farewell tour. Oh, that would have been amazing. But open been... your thighs on the... Uh, yeah. The, 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 you the open your thighs tour. We, we would have been too edgy for them. But, uh, uh, so, no, it's true. We would have been too edgy for them. So, <laughs> But, you know, like, we'd be doing gigs and... I look back on this and think, fuck, man, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't even set foot on a stage that was a bit too rowdy anymore because I just think, nah, fuck that. But I remember doing gigs where people would be, my character, my onstage persona was quite aggressive. And so people would, some guy would be yelling at me like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I'd be looking at him going, go fuck your mother in your face. <laughs> and then you go, open up your thighs, then you realise. But the, the uh, so I caught up with Craig recently and he reminded me of the first gig that we ever did where, um, where I learnt the, the 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 despair that can come with performing. It was the first time we ever sucked at it really badly, like really died yeah, in right. the ass. Like every experience before that had been good. Our first gigs in Mount Gambier after the gig, Craig Spencer goes behind the bar while the bar staff are getting slammed and looks at me and goes, goes, Hammer, let's play anarchy and he rips out two carts of beer throws one to me and he goes run little fella (laughs) you know there are other gigs where we went out we got smashed and we all passed out and the tour bus that they'd made you wake up in the morning and there's all these clowns waking up with makeup smeared on their face gets you over your fear of clowns quickly because you wake up you go oh it's gone okay (laughs) but there was this the the first gig was uh 
Bridgewater in, in Adelaide and we we were dying. Like, we were dying within, like, 30 seconds. Because no, sometimes people would just see us and go, what the fuck is this about? And that's what would make them pay attention. Yeah. They go, jingle, jangle. What does what bunter boys mean by that? Oh, bunter is a South Australian Aboriginal word for crazy. Oh, so we're right. the crazy boys. So, you know, we do things like we used to have a song called uh, Gee, Quentin, I know you've got a bad disease, but please at least try <laughs> to catch the medicine ball. And we used to have, sometimes we'd have a Quentin doll on stage introducing us and he'd get angry about us. Dave Williams, uh, comedian Dave Williams used to be the Quentin voice. This is, we did the support for the Doug Anthony All-Stars once and oh, we had wow. this Quentin doll introducing us saying how much he hated us. And then, <laughs> and then, then Beethoven's fifth played and we came out dressed as a clockwork orange with baseball bats going, <laughs> And then we launched oh. into our Cypress Hill parody of Go Bunter in the Brain. Oh, uh, bring back the Bunter Boys. Oh, man. God. Well, this, the, the, there was, like, just before I get into this shit-ass gig, <laughs> oh, maybe I should tell you this shit-ass gig. Uh, so anyway, we did this shit-ass, we were doing this shit-ass gig, we were dying, and we used to have a a, a mime song, a, a uh, not a mime song, a, uh, a thrash song called I Hate Mime. And what would be was my mate Damien would stick his uh, acoustic guitar into a fuzz box, and he'd just go, make this wall of fucking Phil Spector noise, and yeah. I'd be there going, I hate Nazis, I hate mine, and I just adly whatever lyrics. I just fingered a panda, I hate mine, you know, just going hard, right? So, um, so this is, so we're doing this gig, we're fucking dying in the arse, and I've looked at Damien and I've just gone, right, we're gonna have to go to the thrash song. So, so, so Damien, pull out the big gun. Pull out the big gun, so Damien plugs in the acoustic guitar to the fuzz box, and I'm like, and, the day's like, and then we've looked up and people are moshing, and they was like, for fuck's sake, we're now, We've still got another 15 minutes to do. We've already shot our load. You know uh, what I mean? It's like, yeah. no one's going to be up for a fucking Bob Geldof song parody of... Get Quentin out again. Get Quentin out. So anyway, it was the first time that I'd ever really just thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to commit suicide because fuck, isn't, isn't dying on stage the worst thing in the world? And then you eventually get over it. But I'll tell you, I'll, I'll finish with the, the, the Bunter stuff with this. That my favorite ever gig we did was, um, uh, to get ready for this gig, we made a papier mache pope and we, we put it on a cross and we filled up uh, the stomach area with uh, a plastic bag with like sausages and meat and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. And this was in Adelaide during summer and so uh, it was probably about 35 degrees outside. We set it up at lunchtime. So we, what uh, what means <laughs> in the, in the uh, Bolts Cafe that we used to perform, it's probably up near 40. 41 with no air conditioning on, It sounds right? to me like you've learnt from the bands of having to do sound checks during the afternoon and haven't realised that that's not appropriate for comedy. You well, don't no, have to but set well, things well, up in the middle of the day. Well, we had a fucking papier-mâché pope, for yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> we had this, like, like, when I say a papier-mâché pope, I mean this thing was on a fucking crucifix that, and it was hanging from the, like, hung up from the ceiling, you right. know, uh, with, a, with a few other things that we were going to do. Anyway, um... So it gets to the, so we set that up around 12.30. It's then 11 o'clock at night. We're doing our feature. Uh, things are going well. And then at the end, we decide to do our song, uh, Revolution Time Popey. And <laughs> what happens is I pull the, I pull the cover down and there's the Pope crucified. And, uh, it's another one where Damien's plugging his acoustic guitar into a fuzz box. Uh, and I'm, being blasphemous. Anyway, I turn around with a knife at the end of the song while Damien's doing all this <laughs> feedback and I stabbed the Pope in the stomach. But what had happened was the meat had all gone off Ugh. and had gotten all gassy. So when I've stabbed at the plastic bag's birth, I've had all this pig fat shoot out of <laughs> my shoulder, my face, and it's hit the front table where there's there's candles. All these girl 
walls have screamed. The candles have set the pig fat on fire, which was dripping <laughs> off the table. I'm pulling the sausages out, swinging them over my head. They're all loose and flying into the audience. Uh, Damien's no, noticed none of this because he's doing the feedback into the, the, yeah. the into the corner. And from the back of the room, someone's yelled out, you got to burn in hell, bunch of boys, while I'm swinging sausages over my head going, go fuck yourself. <laughs> good times. That is good. <laughs> so I think you had one more thing that you sizzled up earlier. Oh, look, I'll... Might, uh, should we bring it home with this? Finish up with this. Yeah. This is uh, th- this story. I was I was kind of proud of myself to begin with, and then and then I wasn't quite as proud. But there's more laughs in it. So anyway, I was at the gym on uh, Melbourne Cup day, working out, doing roids, and <laughs> I'm on the on the tr- on the treadmill with my headphones on, playing some rock and music, running like a legend, and find a bit of danger zone, a bit of danger zone, yeah. exactly, without irony. And uh, the guy next to me is on his mobile phone, mm-hmm. which uh, there's a part of me that just thinks, "Fuck, dude!" Like one of the great things about the gym is not having your mobile phone. Well, them don't allow it, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, that's another thing, yeah. you know. But I had my headphones on. I could I could vaguely hear him and I could see him at the corner of my eye, but I didn't really care. Anyway, uh, about five minutes later, this uh, woman comes up and stands in between us, uh, shorter than me, uh, not unfair to say, a, a little bit dumpy, and which might seem harsh now, but it will be important later. Yeah. And so... She starts talking, and I'm thinking, oh, she's having a crack at this guy for being on his phone. You know, calm down. But if you want to have a crack, you shouldn't be. Fair enough. Then she points at me to take my headphones off. So I take my headphones off, and she says to us, I do not know what is going on over here, but it smells, and it smells really (laughs) bad. So maybe you guys need to learn how to have a shower or wear some deodorant the next time you go out in public. And she walks off. Now, I have to admit, I found it pretty funny. I was just like, fuck, man, that is audacious. You're but are you, are you also feeling like you've been stitched up a little bit? Because I know you fairly well. You're a pretty hygienic dude. Do yeah, you feel like really this, this guy's guy. stink and you've been tarred with the no, brush? No, I was, I was just kind of, you know, like I, I will say that the I thought the gym, the gym smelled like it's, Three o'clock in the afternoon, the gym smelt like it had been getting some heavy workout okay. during but the that's, day. Yeah, that's a gym. That's, yeah, I mean, you don't go into a tomato shop and go, what's the fucking tomato smell in here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck I, is this? I went to the gym, and you know what? Didn't smell anything like a potpourri. They can go fuck themselves. Anyway. <laughs> that angry guy in the tomato shop <laughs> yeah, is another oh, great oh. Carl Chandler classic character. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so... That's I, relatable. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So I laughed. I, I, I laughed at this because I thought it was pretty funny and put my headphones back on. And then I caught her in the mirror looking at me like giving me the stink eye. Yeah. Obviously because I've been laughing, right? <laughs> and I thought, and then I thought, you know what, fuck you. Fuck you. How dare you come up and say this, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know what, if, if, if she stays there long enough, I'm going to get off. I'm going to say something. But I made a deal with myself that I wasn't going to be childish and I wasn't going to swear. I was going to be straight to the point. I was going to lay the wooshka and I was going to really, you know, let her know how I felt. So she's still there. I get off. I go up. I uh, come around to the side of her. She turns around and I said, you know what? That is the rudest anyone has been to me in a long time. How would you feel if I came into the gym, walked up to you and said, hey, can you put on more clothes? You make me physically ill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are in the gym. Do not get on your high horse about any smell. What you need to do is go home, look at yourself in the mirror, and work out why your manners are so deplorable. And I walked off. And I felt good about that because that's uh, that's an articulate sentence. Yep. Had a bit of wooshka in it. Yep. Use the word deplorable. Just that's the right amount. Points. 
Yep. And it'd be quite easy and to go enough. off. If someone sees you stink, you're, you know, a pretty easy instinct would just be get fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if I had a weight, like, slam it in her eye. You yeah. know, or something like that. I don't come down to the fat shit factory and something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Turn up to your work and knock the pies out of your asshole, you dirty mum. <laughs> anyway. So, no. But anyway, so uh, I was pretty articulate about it and it was one of those things where it was like I can't wait to tell my friends that I managed to be mature yeah felt like a grown up because I've seen you get pretty angry and that's very that's oh it's always polite. blinky this and yeah. blinky that you know <laughs> so it's always really childish shit so yeah. uh, anyway so I go to the rower uh, and I'm rowing I'm fucking feeling good about myself physically and emotionally uh, five <laughs> minutes later She's back. She's come back. I'm like, what are you doing back? Right? So she was shorter than me, and I was. I thought I'll take this opportunity. What was she doing in the gym? Just walking around commenting on people's odors? Yeah, no, just I doing a bit know. of circle work of the joint. Yeah, I doing, don't know. Working security. So anyway, so I, so I stand up, and I take off my headphones, and she says, um, well... I just had a baby, so I don't know what your excuse is, <laughs> right? So it took her five minutes to come up with that yeah, comeback. Yeah. yeah, And so the implication of that is uh, you said that I, I make you physically ill, which I never said that. I said, how would you feel if I came in and said that? Yeah. But she say, she's now saying, oh, well, I've got a bit of weight on uh, because I've had a baby. You're fat, which I am not. Uh, what's your excuse? Now... Uh, that was the way I could have taken it, but what she didn't realise was she was up against a stand-up comedian, and that's like, you know, that's like going up and giving Mike Tyson a love tap and being surprised when he knocks your teeth out, right? <laughs> and I, I'll be honest, I will talk this up, it was like lightning. It was, this, I, I'm not even, I, I'm not adding any little sizzle to this to make it an interesting story. This came back, it just, like, my mouth said it, and about 35 seconds later, my brain high-fived my tongue, going, <laughs> right. well played. And so she said, uh, I've just had a baby so I don't know what your excuse is. And I said, what, my excuse for you being a fat cunt? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you that well, right? You should have seen her face. It was just like, there was, it was like something in her spine cracked. It was like, <laughs> like kind of, right? And then she's turned red and she's raced off and uh, told the guy who's in charge of the gym who then comes over. Now, the best thing about this is the guy who's in charge of the gym, I get along really well with. I, I talk to him all the time, yeah. right? And he comes up to me and he says... Justin, did you just call that woman over there a fat cunt? <laughs> and, uh, and I've said, look, when you take it out of context, I know it sounds really bad. <laughs> and he's just kind of going, and like trying to hold a, suppress a giggle. And he's going, you just wait here. He's composed himself, gone back. He said something to her. I can see her gesticulating and pointing. And then she storms out. And then he comes back and he says to me, right, I've had to ban you from the gym for 24 hours uh, until you both calm down. But I'd uh, just like to say, uh, take your time and I'll see you at 9am tomorrow morning. I went, <laughs> ah, double wushka. <laughs> well done. Well, it felt good. Hey, uh, that brings us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thanks very much, Justin Hamilton, for being our guest. Where can people catch you coming up? Uh, I am at the Comics Lounge uh, with Tommy Little. Yep. Uh, of the program uh, from uh, all of this uh, week uh, up until Saturday, and then I'm off to LA. Yeah, right. So Ooh. I will see you again uh, sometime in uh, next year from February onwards. So yeah. if you want to catch Hamo before he heads off, head down to the Comics Lounge this weekend. I I'm going to plug a gig that I'm doing. 
I'm going to be in Brisbane this Sunday uh, doing the Brisbane Powerhouse, doing Live mm. Wired there on a Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to plug uh, Pack to the Rafters, sit home and watch that instead of seeing Daslow. There you go. Good. It's on on Tuesdays, so you <laughs> fuck that up. Oh, shit. Uh, thanks very much for joining us again. I was thinking that's not on a Sunday. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the show, get on iTunes, give us a rating, leave a review, send tell your a, friends. Send me a TV guide that works. That's it. Thanks very much. Uh, you know, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. See you, mate. See you, mate. Hey, lady, don't you remember?